and welcome to Cruisin' for Reviewsin, the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I'm your host, Cara Westworth, and today I'm joined by my friend, Ava. Thank you for having me. Sorry, I'm really happy to be here and excited. <laughs> I am excited to have you because we have watched a film that I have just been desperate to A, review, but also B, I knew it would be up your alley and I really was excited to hear what you thought about it. So um, to let you know, get you in on it straight away, it is Interview with a Vampire. It is from 1994. It is directed by Neil Jordan and it is a banger. Uh, what did you think? Look, I'm surprised because I'm very familiar with vampire culture, vampire literature, vampire lore. Massive Buffy fan here, love Preacher. I'm watching what we do in the shadows at the moment and I knew absolutely nothing about this film. And it's been out since 1990. And somehow, up until 2020, I have managed to learn nothing about this film except for the fact that it stars Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, and Kirsten Dunst. And that's it. It's never been spoilt like The Sixth Sense was spoilt for me and various other movies. But yeah, yeah. So um, I was confused by the tone of the movie, Mm -hmm. and we can talk about that later. But I really liked it. I can see why it was popular at the time. I can see why it was the new retelling of the vampire story. And yeah, I can I can see why it started this whole sexy vampire thing that has continued on until like right up until True Blood and Twilight and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I, I love vampire things, but I can't say that I'm that well versed in vampire lore or anything. Like I think of most vampire things and what I think of would be things that I've watched Growing up, so I remember I was obsessed with Nosferatu. I like Dracula, like Bela Lugosi's Dracula. But then I was really into Underworld and that kind of really sexy modern leather-wearing vampire. So a lot of the in-between I don't know a lot about. So this kind of... Feel, feels like it fills the gap for me, like that kind of old-fashioned, like that really classic vampire, but with a more of a sexy twist, which I guess is what Anne Rice's books kind of were, I mm. guess. Haven't read them yet. I will get to them eventually. But for now, let's discuss Interview with a Vampire, the Vampire Chronicles. Is that yeah. what it is? Well, <laughs> I keep forgetting the second bit of the title. <laughs> let's just start off with, um, this was another point of contention as well. I have been calling this film Interview with a Vampire my whole life. Interview with a Vampire. Interview with a Vampire that just rolls off my tongue it's interview with the vampire and if you google this you will see that other people call it interview with a vampire also the vampire chronicles Mm. didn't know that was part of the title of the movie were they going to make more of them i actually don't know and i also feel like interview with the vampire implies that there's only one vampire Mm. with with a vampire so i think that's why most people get it wrong with a because Mm. the movie's full of vampires so it's not just one the vampire exactly yeah um, yeah where do we start so let's start off with how the movie begins, which is in modern day San Francisco and it gives us the title. It's basically Brad Pitt's character, who is Louie. He is being interviewed by a young journalist named Malloy, was played by Christian Slater, and apparently Christian um, Christian Slater's character was like following Louie and Louie sort of lured him into this little apartment as if to feast on him, but then decided and said he wanted to give an interview and talk about being a vampire. And first Malloy's like, ha, you really believe that you're a vampire? But by the end of it, obviously, he starts to feel a little bit differently. But we actually get to hear Louis's story from the very beginning, which starts, you know, he's like, do you want to hear like my birth, my mum, blah, blah, blah. Or do you want to hear about the day that I was born into darkness? I'm like, here we go. Bloody Louis. 
Uh, <laughs> dramatic from the beginning. Louis is a d- very dramatic boy throughout this entire movie. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, why Brad Pitt played the character the way he did. But, uh, yeah, it starts in 1791 and Louis is 24 years old. He is a slave owner. He lives in a plantation. And so uh, that's another thing that immediately, because I only watched this, like, for the first time a couple years ago and immediately got, I'm like, I'm, I don't like you. You're a slaveholder. Like, slave owner, I don't like you. So he didn't start off well in my books, <laughs> to be honest. And I, I honestly was not expecting that. I thought it would be like set in England and he would be a gentleman or something like that. Yeah, New Orleans slave owner mm. in a big plantation home. Mm-hmm. Beautiful home, but, you know, all that terrible history. Basically, he has lost the will to live because his wife and child died Yeah, from the plague or something. Well, they, they don't really even no, talk say. about it. So, And it says it says um his unborn child. Oh. So I just assumed maybe died during, during childbirth. childbirth. Yeah. That, that's exactly where my mind went. And so he's in mourning, getting drunk, hanging out at the tavern with sex workers and just basically being morose. Just, yeah, the mopiest boy, like he's playing cards and he wins and the guy he's playing against thinks he's cheating and goes to shoot him and he just opens up his shirt to show his chest and goes, mm. just do it here. Like, Kill me already. I'm in so much pain. It's like, you know, dude, like if you are that way, like maybe don't get other people to kill, like trying to get other people to kill you publicly. Mm. Maybe just, anyway. But he is basically saved by uh, Lestat de Lioncourt, who was played by the effervescent Tom Cruise mm-hmm. in what... I would describe as one of the best portrayals of a vampire ever. It's one of those things where he, everyone was like, how did you choose Tom Cruise? He is so wrong for this role. And then he played it and everyone went, oh, well, I will eat my words because I was wrong. Anne Rice was so disgusted by the choice and Anne Rice wrote the original book. And I think she wrote that quite a while ago because it took about 20 years for the movie to actually be mm. made from the book to that. She was so disgusted by Tom Cruise being picked that she basically didn't want anything to do with the production and ended up actually apologizing to him after she saw the first copy of the film. Yeah, so she took out like a full page advert to, yeah, <laughs> to say it was I'm like, so wow. sorry. It was amazing. She gave him a personal phone call as well. So, but you're right. I don't, he doesn't scream like sexual vampire to me mm. at all. But yeah, his character is amazing in this. So he, he saves Louis. So Louis, you know, wandered off with a sex worker and the pimp's following. And then I don't know if it's actually the pimp who tries to mug him. Or... I thought it was the pimp. I thought it was a setup. Yeah. Like, wander down here and, and the we'll pimp follows yeah. and we'll take the money. And yeah, Louis just sweeps in. Um, um, not Louis, sorry, Lestat. The beautiful <laughs> Lestat just sweeps in and saves the day, basically. And also bites him right in the neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a very grand display of how much of a vampire he is because as he's sucking on his neck, he's actually there floating up in the air mm. and he whispers sweet nothings in his ear and it's a very sexy scene. Like, we're going to talk about the homoeroticness of this movie and things, which is funny, just after doing Top Gun we're going to do another homoerotic movie, but mm. yeah, he whispers sweet nothings and and basically says, I'm going to give you the choice that I never had, and then drops him into the water. Uh, Louis wakes up in the water, I guess, and kind of stumbles out and is like, what the hell? Uh, like half half alive, half dead apparently. Yeah. Um, goes home and is like wailing around in his bed. And then Lestat comes and visits him. Yeah, basically just appears, you know, out of nowhere. And, of course, again, an- another beautiful sexy scene because Brad Pitt is laying there, slightly sick, 
top unbuttoned Lestat appears sheer curtains mm-hmm. wandering Running his hands over them exactly sort of seducing him and saying hey you know what we talked about the other night have you decided you know life isn't worth living anymore and I can help you I can show you something better but the choice is yours and you'll hear that phrase common what like he kept saying over and over I was not given a choice mm. um, and I found that really really interesting because I think that was really something very important like although in his past i would i yeah but i would also argue he has he hasn't given him much of a choice because it's basically at this point louis either has to die or become a vampire like mm. didn't give him a third choice which is just live even though he was a big mopey jerk like he didn't give him that choice so he kind of took some of the choice away but more of a choice than he had which i guess is what's important mm-hmm. for lestat so he i think he bites his neck and well no first mm. louis decides that he's gonna Watch his final scene. Oh, that's it, yes. Which um, is actually quite a beautiful scene. Brad Pitt looks very stunning in this scene. This is probably mm-hmm. the only scene in the movie where I'm like, you are tolerable to look at. You're not being mopey. <laughs> but yeah, this, that's another another running thing. He gets to watch his final sunset and then decides to go to his wife's tomb, I'm assuming mm-hmm. tomb slash statue, to meet Lestat to decide to do the turn. Yes. As he's biting his neck, they ask him, do you want to do it? And he's like, yes. And they go straight into it. So this yeah. is a bit that shocked me. It wasn't just like, okay, so are you ready for this? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, we're going to do it. It was more just like, oh, are you ready to do this? And bite. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, so in vampire culture, this is called siring. So mm-hmm. Lestat sires Louis. Um, and to sire a vampire, basically, they have to drink you almost to death. Mm-hmm. Well, pretty much to death. But then for the actual, for you to turn into a vampire, you need to then drink the vampire's blood mm-hmm. or taste some of the vampire's blood. Now, I was expecting here. Louis, Brad Pitt's character, to then suck on Tom Cruise's character's neck. Mm-hmm. No. Didn't just, happen. Just some sultry wrist action. Mm. It was pretty hot, though. Yeah, it was. Uh, so one thing, because this is 1994, we have to remember, and this movie is very sexy and there's lots of, like, the fact they're in a gay relationship is insinuated to the point where it's indisputable. But I think they had to, and this is a point I was going to make later, but I'll make it now. Anne Rice was actually really concerned about how this movie was going to be perceived because it is super gay and she actually suggested that Louis' character be recast as a woman and they're like no no I think we'll be, I think we can toe the line and she was shocked that they actually allowed it because it was the 90s mm-hmm. and it was a big production studio and yeah they still decided to keep them two blokes yeah so but then obviously to counter that they had to tone down some of the so instead of uh, Lestat sucks on Louis' neck you're like oh and then you think it's going to be reciprocated but no he just sucks on Lestat's wrist mm-hmm. and it's it's nice, but it's not not quite there. But yeah. I get I get why, given it is 1994. Exactly. Uh, and basically, old mates know a vampire. Mm. Mm. Good on good on him. And he does not like it for one minute. Not from the minute he is sired to the end of the movie, he just bitches and moans the whole time. He, we're evil, we're things of the devil, and blah blah blah. It's so disappointing because like you get this amazing opportunity to be a vampire and he just complains. He mm-hmm. just complains the entire film. Yeah, it, it makes him incredibly unlikable and yeah. I just hated, hated every single moment that Brad Pitt was on screen. Yeah, like, and Brad Pitt is such a, even his beauty in this, you're just kind of like, oh, God, mm. the whining coming out of his mouth. They're, Lestat has lots to teach Louis about being a vampire. Like, they go to a tavern and they're drinking and having a nice time with this beautiful um, barmaid who's like, 
telling him about the wine and Lestat's like I imagine your lips taste even sweeter and she's like oh they do and then he ends up sucking her blood and he tries to get uh, Louis to do it Louis does a little bit not thinking and then I'm killing her and Louis is like oh the torment I can't believe we did it that woman died very happily like yeah she didn't obviously didn't want to die but I know it's a very sexy scene where Lestat is sucking on her wrist and Louis is pashing her and there's blood everywhere and Oh boy. We if I talking, have to go out, yeah. <laughs> there's one way I'm going to take. We were saying if you had to be the actress that was cast in that scene oh and boy. it was like, oh, today on set, you're going to have to sit between Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise and they're going to suck on you. <laughs> you know what? And we're also going to pay you money to do yeah. this. <laughs> no worries. No worries. It's like, oh, it's a tough job, but someone's going to yeah. do it, I guess. <laughs> It's um, an ongoing thing where Louis keeps wigging out about this idea of having to kill people and Lestat's kind of like, ah, this is the thing of being a vampire. You have to do it, so have fun doing it. And he also teaches him a trick about sucking. You can drink the blood of animals if you must. Really good hint when you're in a boat. You don't want to raise attention to yourself. You can live off rats. It sucks. It's not really living, but it is surviving. So he teaches him that. Uh, Louis just can't do it. Like They go to a really beautiful, exotic party in New Orleans where they target this rich socialite woman and her two poodles and she has her servants like this very foppish mm. boy whose makeup is beautiful very beautiful very like almost like too modern like it was mm. just like he had James like Charles yeah yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> And so they, they separate them and this woman's much older. And, and the way that, like, Lestat's still trying to find justification so Louis won't feel so bad is, like, apparently her husband died and she blamed a slave. So you can imagine what she what happened to the slave. And so he's like, you know, she's she, she shit to his slave. So yeah. she's a bad person. And he also said that evil blood tastes better. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so I missed that. Yeah. yeah that's so. fair. Delicious, evil, mm. I think he, I think he might have just made that part up. But, um, <laughs> you know, why not? Why not? Just... You know, he's because he's trying. He's trying really hard yeah. to work with. Yeah, Louis he's, here. he's not a great teacher. He's kind because of, he's very immediately impatient. But I would be too if I had mm. to put up with that much whining. To be honest, um, yeah. so they, they separate them, and Louise has the old woman, and he goes to bite her neck, and chickens out, and the poodle. She's got these two white poodles with their little tiny poodly haircuts because they're teeny tiny little teacup poodles, and he decides he's going to kill the poodles instead. I'm like, I think that killing that woman is much less immoral, immoral than those poor sweet poodles who did nothing wrong and Lestat hears her screams and her screaming because he's killed her freaking poodles and has to go and snap her neck so if he just those poodles could have lived and that horrible woman was going to die anyway so bloody hell bloody hell and uh oh yeah the foppish boy gets um killed too obviously Lestat has a nice time yeah (laughs) (laughs) they do get into a fight here which I really really liked and it had vampire qualities with sort of you know we got to see a bit of uh Louis super strength Mm -hmm. um so you can start to see that as Louis gets more into becoming a vampire he's starting to grow different I guess vampire abilities and you learn that along the way that different vampires depending on how long that they've been a vampire acquire different I guess skills so when they attend attended at a party originally Lestat says to Louis oh read her mind and Louis doesn't know how to read minds yet so that yeah I thought that was really really interesting it's mm. like oh okay so Louis starting to get strong they yeah. don't touch on that ever again but no um you, you saw it in that fight scene yeah but least. it's a very good fight scene because he like they're yelling at each other and then Louis charges at so Lestat's furious and then Louis charges at him and like runs and really fast and holds him up against a tree and then Lestat starts laughing 
brilliant. It's one of my favorite things about Tom Cruise's Lestat just laughing as he's being held up in a tree because he yeah, seeing him become enraged and he's like, yes, embrace it, embrace what you what you've become. But Louis never does, as of course. Uh, we also during this movie we cut back to the interview occasionally, and I think this this point where we cut back and Malloy is asking about stereotypes about vampires. So what are the ones that garlic isn't true, um, no. steak the heart isn't true, um, crucifixes he likes looking at. Crucifixes. No, likes looking at crucifixes. Of yeah. course, you bloody do, Louis. Yeah, but the coffin one is the one that is actually mm. true. Like they have to sleep in coffin. I think you can just sleep in anything dark, really. But yeah, it's much sexier to sleep yeah. in a beautiful padded coffin, I guess. Mm. Uh, and I think he is that way he makes a reference to Bram Stoker. It's like a drunk Irishman. Yeah, thing. he said. I, I think. Yeah, I think because they touch on this again later about stereotypes, but he said. Uh, later when they talk about Transylvania and oh, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But basically they do make a little nod to Bram Stoker and something about the stories of a, a drunk Irishman. And I was like, oh, I wonder who that's who that's about. But you informed me, yes. <laughs> Bram Stoker. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently most of the things, according to the law of this particular movie slash books, mm. is that a lot of it was created by Bram Stoker and it isn't true. But yeah. then the coffin thing is, but anyway. we Also, this is the part where we kind of realised why Lestat chose Louis because they're in fabulous plantation home and Lestat keeps referring to it as theirs so I think Lestat obviously picks companions that are going to be beneficial for him because you can't really unless you're stealing it's hard to acquire money and resources so he's just chosen someone who has those things already and I never thought about that and it totally makes sense to pick um I guess someone who doesn't have family Mm. you know so he is living in this glorious like plantation mansion all by himself yeah and I know that everyone keeps saying that homoerotic you know that they're gay and stuff but I always saw it as more Lestat just wanted a wingman Mm. um, someone to go out on the town and prowl with and a companion but I guess maybe yeah I just never saw like the romance element I think he was definitely attracted to him because of you know he was different Mm. I guess to other men and he wanted to sort of get in touch with the modern world because Lestat's been around for a very very long time Mm. so you pick a companion because you want to stay cutting their jacket yeah but um yeah definitely picking picking someone that has a home a mm. nice home well i think i think yeah i think lestat did choose him for practical reasons but then mm. they kind of fell into a relationship sort of style of yeah living arrangements as a mm. which which we'll come to we'll come back to. <laughs> mm. so obviously he has all these slaves and the obviously the stereotype of black americans is that they're all into voodoo so you see them they've started to figure out something's wrong because all the chickens are dying because louis won't eat humans mm-hmm. he'll only eat animals so he kills all the chickens and everything so, and Lestat is obviously eating slaves yeah. oh yeah he's like they so, pull some slave yeah find some slave bodies and yeah everything so and also uh their um the main servant who is Yvette Yvette which is played by Tandy Newton mm. which is just a couple of years before six years before she is the co-star of Mission Impossible 2 with oh. Tom Cruise yeah she yeah she's the main servant and she sees that they're never eating food like they bring out all this beautiful food every night and they just sit there and don't eat it mm-hmm. and yeah, so they're all becoming sass and you see them doing a good voodoo doll and everything and um, they obviously getting ready to, to storm the house and confront whatever evil lurks within and Louis and Lestat have another fight. I can't even remember what this one is about. Oh, you know, this is a classic Lestat. <laughs> I want to go out and party. Oh, yeah, yeah, I want to go out. Let's go out into town and party. Yeah. I'm so bored. Of- and Louis's like, no, I, I don't want to. I want to sulk. Yeah. So Louis, um, Lestat storms off. 
and like goes and glares at all, all the slaves like how dare you think we're weird when we're being weird all the time <laughs> let me drive my drive my ride my horse through your fire and then look at you condescendingly yeah. like, like you're not helping yourself fucking no fucking hell is that <laughs> Yeah, Yvette comes and is like, we're, we're worried about you. Um, we you, hate your friend. Yeah, your, your friend needs to go. He's, he's mm. really gross, but we're also really worried about you. And he ends up having a nibble on her wrist and she freaks out and then he has to kill her. Mm-hmm. And then he takes her out. And all this, as the slaves are charging up to confront the master, he comes out holding Yvette and is like, evil lives in this house. And then he is the one who grabs one of the torches and just starts setting his own house on fire, which is because the furniture and the beautiful things in there, like I know they're probably just props and everything but it I'm was like, devastating oh, oh that was so beautiful yeah he sets it all on fire like he sets fire to the portrait of his wife and everything because mm-hmm. it's just like obviously he wants to go down in the fire yeah. as well we're assuming this is him trying to kill himself and rid evil and yeah he's feeling bad and but of course lestat comes like proper hero entrance smashes through the window yeah. and rescues him and like had, but of course starts scolding him again it's like mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing like this is which is where we realize like all our fucking stuff like what do you what have what he's wanted to do yeah they have some more fights they end up staying basically in a disgusting crypt after this yeah because the house is burnt down he's um, like oh wakes up where are we he says we're in a tomb where do you mm, fuck do you think we are and it's actually yeah. a really good picture like a really good shot of the stat just like sitting there looking furious and i use that picture a lot <laughs> for a lot of things like and then the gif as well <laughs> And in his beautiful blue uh, Lestat suit. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so they're now going, they're kind of just going through like all this. It's just constantly Lestat trying to teach Louis what to do. So they like they get two, two more sex workers and they're in, mm-hmm. I think they're staying in New Orleans properly now yep. in this beautiful apartment. And these two beautiful women who have been brought back Lestat kills one of them, sucking her blood. And the other one is just super into it. Like, and also Tom Cruise's butt in this bit because he's wearing velvet yeah. pants. And we're commenting on like people who say that Tom Cruise wore like a fake butt in Valkyrie, which oh. I think they're like, oh, here's a stunt butt. No, 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 no <laughs> Like no. he didn't need a stunt butt in this. And you can see that man like does his squats. Like, yeah. <laughs> As someone that doesn't watch Tom Cruise films, like that was instantly, I was just like, oh, okay. What's going on there? Like, yeah, apparently it is. Pleasant to the eye. Really good butt. Mm. <laughs> So she's a, she's fully into it, and he jokes about how the other one, the other girl, has succumbed to the wine and everything. When he's actually killed her, and she's like, "Don't worry, I won't do that." And he's like, "Nice," bites from the boob, and then she and she's like writhing next to see, then goes, "Oh fuck, I'm covered in blood." Mm-hmm. And so because Louis won't play game and just like just kill her, just end it. Lestat's trying to teach him a lesson, so like prolongs this poor girl's misery, and she's like, she's like, "I don't want to die." And he's like, oh, and he flips this lid off the table, which turns out to be a coffin, and he mm. just puts her in there. She's like, oh, "It's a coffin." Often, and then just locks her in there and is just like just sitting on it and just being a complete asshole to this poor girl but it's to try and make louis stop being a fucking big whine, whiny baby and doesn't work so lestat just ends up killing her and louis has not learned like even like drains some blood for her and says just pretend it's wine and louis won't just like smashes it out of her hand like she's going to die anyway louis just fucking feed yourself exactly except who you are yeah like, like it's i know stop. i know you didn't technically have a cho- you kind of were given a choice and you chose badly so you either suck it up or I don't know go fucking stand out in the daylight one day like yeah like I don't understand the whining at every point of this before when he was mortal and he was suffering and woe is me my wife and child is dead Mm. end it then yeah now as a vampire oh woe is me I hate being a vampire go see your sunrise again yeah 
Aries, go you see a sunrise. Blessed like, sunrise. Like, ugh. Just, just stop. Like, it's, please stop. It's intense. But yeah, he he's obviously over this, so he decides that he can't handle being around Lestat at the moment and runs off. Yeah, one runs off and he's walking up these muddy streets and, you know, some peasant type person is like, don't go up there, sir. It's a plague. And mm. Louis's like, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Dramatic. That, that, that's where I belong because <laughs> life is pain. <laughs> this is like the 1700s version of put me in the bin. It's like, mm, put me mm. in the plague streets. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually quite fitting right now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh in the times we live in. Put me in the plague streets. <laughs> yeah. So he's wandering along and then he actually encounters this beautifully tiny young peasant girl who was sobbing her mother has died from the plague and she's holding her gross, blistery, rotting hand. And Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Like, you actually pan up and see the mum's face and, like, the eyes missing and the mm. maggots and everything. I'm like, yes, amazing special effects. Yeah. Uh, practical effects. Yeah, and he comforts her and then he's overcome, like, with hunger and everything. So he decides to feast her because he's like, well, she's... What, what are you going to do? She's an orphan, blah, blah, blah. And just as he's doing that, Lestat comes and is like, ha I caught you. I win. And which obviously makes Louis freak out and goes, ha, and runs away. Yeah. Thinking he's killed this child. But he hasn't because while he goes off and, you know, all, all eats of, his rats again. Yeah, Lestat just has to follow a trail of rats and he, he <laughs> always fucking find Louis at the end of this trail of rats. And he's like, I have a gift for you. Come back with me. Comes back and this girl is lying in the bed. She's half dead. Like she's almost dead but she's still alive and the stat saved her and he's like okay you've got a choice you can end it or if you because you feel so bad you can turn her into a vampire uh, you know it's your choice and Louis with his big bleeding heart obviously chooses to turn her because he doesn't want her to die which is not really the sensible choice but anyway he does he turns her and they name her Claudia and as she you know you die before you become a vampire your, your mortal death and then you become a vampire and as soon as you become a vampire in this you become immediately beautiful so like mm. her her dank hair all becomes beautiful luscious curls oh and by the way she's played by Kirsten Dunst so. yeah who was very young at the time very young she was yeah. like 12 12 maybe and she looks even younger than that yeah so yeah and like she for, looks stunning and like, phenomenal acting vampire. for a child mm-hmm. like no child should be that because she and also she is just immediately into the vampire life like yeah. she gets turned and she like so nearly sucks Lestat dry and Lestat pulls her away and she's like I want more yeah. <laughs> she's, all she wants is to suck blood they call their maiden and sucks her blood she's like delicious I want more it's like mm-hmm. okay you need to teach us her first lesson stop sucking blood just before their heart stops yeah just before the heart stops otherwise you you will be poisoned I guess if you drink yeah, dead so, blood yeah so yeah. this this is an interesting sort of rule that suddenly gets introduced basically drinking dead blood isn't good for you mm. so you need to stop just before you but you think like even if the heart stops that that's still fresh blood. blood. Like it's only when it anyway. You know we don't we don't argue these things. Maybe it's too risky, so they just like yeah. Once you feel the heart stop, you know it's, it's... like pulling out. <laughs> it's exactly like I'm out. Just, it's risky, but you know you, yeah. you take that chance and yeah. hope for the best. You'll pull yeah, pull out a little bit earlier than yeah, you... <laughs> than you think, than you expect. Yes, that's a very good analogy. Mm. But you can tell straight away that Lestat is instantly enamored with Claudia because mm-hmm. unlike Louis, who he's just spent like we don't know how long by this stage she's just picking it up she loves it she is into the hunt of it she is embracing vampire lifestyle you know she's happy to go out and hunt and yeah she she has no hesitation um she teams up with him they 
double hunt together. Yeah, they double. Yeah, they do. So like, she she pretend to be this little sad girl sitting on a park bench, and you know, a wealthy older lady comes and comforts her, and then they they get her. And you see Lestat in the background, like almost doing like the Mr. Burns finger thing in the background, mm. like yes. And they they dote on her completely. They buy her beautiful dresses and dolls, mm-hmm. and she's just living her best life. Except a lot of time is is passing, and she starts to realize that she is never going to get old. So she actually, I think it's been thirty years since she has turned mm-hmm. and they sort of rush through yeah. that and they you know they're wearing different more modern clothes mm-hmm. um early 1800s kind of thing and she sees this beautiful woman changing and they can just see her through a crack in the window her nude body and she's like i want to look like that why can't i ever look like that and she kind of realizes oh i've matured mentally yeah. but my body will never will and it sucks and yeah. so she throws some big massive tantrums fair enough like it was it's kind of rotten and yeah she throws tantrums she's like i hate you both like she assumes that Lestat was the one that turned her when it was actually mm-hmm. technically both of them. Oh yeah, she's like throwing a tantrum because Lestat brings her a doll every every year of her rebirth. Birthday. She's like, I, I don't need another doll and he's like, you should throw out some of your, your old tatty dolls. She's like, I'll throw them all out and starts chucking them. And meanwhile, there's a corpse <laughs> under all her dolls in the bed, which was the sexy lady, like rotting. Yeah. And they're like, you can't, what the fuck are you doing? Like, mm. she's already been in trouble. She killed like her piano teacher. She killed all her seamstresses. Yeah. Like, she's just like not in the house. Yeah, so there's a big fight between them all and she's like I this is fucked I hate it and I hate my hair so she cuts off her, her beautiful long curly hair problem is when you're a vampire it just grows straight back it's mm. kind of like I guess like it's an extension of you like you heal really quickly so which this is a question I've always so if I got turned to a vampire now what happens to my hair it stays exactly the same so that but color, more beautiful yeah so, so the color but does would it be go vibrant. by nat- would it be my this color hair yeah okay so I'm maybe maybe it'll go to what my yeah actually because turn into my a, natural hair mm. color which I don't want. It's boring brown. No. So I'd like to think that it would just become what I've got now and just more effervescent. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Damn, I didn't think about that. Mm, that's something I've wondered. Like, because I am sitting here with pink hair right now, <laughs> so my natural hair color is black. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Something I've thought about a few times. Yeah. So what, what happens? And like, do you do you stay the same body shape and everything, or do mm. you become like the idolized, like an idol? I would hope so. I would hope you become the like yeah. ideal. A very svelte fit version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, if I just turn a vampire, I'd be like, okay, I'm healthy, but I'm also, like, really tired all the time. Like, yeah, you... yeah. It's like you were just stuck as me, as me, a 35-year-old me woman. Me a little, a little bit prettier. Like, mm, like, mm. Oh, it's like, oh, guess, oh that, that's, that's okay. <laughs> um, also, we learn in vampire lore that when they did turn her, that you're not supposed to turn someone that young mm. as well. Which is, um, which turns out it's obvious because now she's never going to mature no. and she's going to fucking hate her life. Exactly. And yeah, and then, you know, when you're maturing like that mentally, but your body hasn't, and you mm. want to go. Well, I'm assuming have, have some, sex. Have some good, sexy times. Like, yeah, you can't. You can't. Like, yeah. Well, you mean you can, but it's kind of fucked. Yeah. So. It, it opens up a whole Pandora's box mm. there. But yeah, that didn't dawn on me either why that would be a perfectly good reason why in vampire culture you wouldn't turn a child because they would be stuck a child forever. So mm. ideally, drinking age mm. is the age that you yeah, that makes be sense. turned. Who wouldn't want to be 18 for the rest of their lives? Yeah. Like, not, yeah. not mentally, because that's a fucked no. time for everyone, but physically. 
Honestly, yeah, if I could be my exactly. 18-year-old self, wow. Yeah. Oh, I could just go running whenever I wanted. It, just, it would just be amazing. It would just be amazing. She throws a tantrum. She, I think she storms off at one point and Louis goes to comfort her. Lestat's just about had enough of her bullshit, so mm. he's nowhere to be seen. And she wants, she demands to know who turned me what happened. So he actually takes her back to where he found her and explains what happened. Yeah, I, I bit you, I nearly killed you, and it was Lestat who brought you back. So it was both of us. Mm-hmm. And she's appalled, but she's prepared to forgive you, but I can't forgive Lestat. So let's come up with a scheme to fuck him off, shall we? Yeah. And so she does. So her scheme, which is very clever and very naughty, she, like, he's play- dramatically playing piano and he's like, oh, you again, I'm so sick of you. And she's like, I, I want to call a truce. Um, I, I don't like, you know, what's happening with us. Uh, I've brought you a present. And he's like, I hope it's a beautiful, sexy woman with uh, who's endowed in ways you never will be. And like, Lestat, come on. So harsh, so harsh. <laughs> I mean, she's like, oh. But then he, you, you do see that moment where she's just like, wow, that's that was mean. And he's kind of like, hmm, mm, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, yeah, I'm a bit of a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Her trick is she's brought these two young twin boys who are you know, rosy-cheeked, curly blonde hair, very uh, sweet looking. They're both angelically fallen asleep. And she says, I've brought these for you. Don't worry. Um, she just gave them a thimble of wine. They've fallen, passed out drunk. I'll get rid of the bodies. This, this is my present to you. Enjoy. Mm. And he starts licking their blood. But she actually poisoned the children. I actually looked it up. It was laudanum, yeah. which is a type of like opium, mm. basically. And I don't know how true this is, but in the story, it basically it kills them, but it keeps their blood warm. Yeah. So when he's sucking the blood at first, he's like, delicious warm blood. And he's like, hang on a minute, this tastes like shit. Mm-hmm. And realizes that he's drunk blood. So it must just weaken you and really, must be like bad like um food poisoning, I guess, for That's a human. Because he asks to be returned to his coffin. Mm. So we figured out that, you know, you drink the dead blood you just need to sleep it off yeah um it doesn't necessarily kill you straight away but it definitely weakens you and this is when claudia takes her chance to mm-hmm. slit his throat excellent um, scene. yeah so beautiful so beautiful this is when louis walks in and is just like oh my god <laughs> What is going on here? I thought we were just talking about this. Yeah, I thought this was just a discussion we were having. I didn't think you were going to kill Lestat. Mm. It's a pretty epic way where he like is losing all his blood and like she because they can't touch the blood. I don't know the blood fuck him up or something like the blood punch him in the face because it's his, his blood. But they're like avoiding the blood. No, I and think she was just wearing silk shoes. Ah, oh, the silk shoes. Yeah, it's probably she just didn't want. Her no, to I, get I get shoes. that. Yeah, she was like, pick me up. I don't want my shoes to get dirty. He just all his blood drains out. So and it's oh, if you watch like the making of they do like how they did the practical effects of that it's so mm-hmm. cool and it sucks all his blood out and so he's all withered and just passes out dead not dead but he's in the worst possible shape that you can yeah. possibly be as a vampire louis a little bit distraught but uh to claudia is just like all right what we're we gonna do we're gonna burn him we're gonna chop him up <gasps> the swamp yeah <laughs> they take him to the swamp and just chuck him in there's an alligator there who starts coming for him and like you see like bubbles and yeah uh blood pouring up so you're like i guess he's alligator food now yeah happy and days yeah they just they go back home they're like all right let's go to just go to europe let's go be fancy mm. back to the old country yes yeah they're another thing that we were very upset about they're about to release their two pet birds and yeah. we very hope that they actually got released we think there's I'm enough sure time they did. that they, they got released they got released yeah because louis hears a doorbell goes downstairs to answer it and there's no one there and he's like who knew you pranking back in the early 1800s was actually a thing and i imagine like little ragamuffins going around ringing bells and running yeah, off of 100%. Would i would be doing that mm. <laughs> just a ragamuffin running yep. down the street 
his little poor boy hat. Uh, <laughs> it's actually Lestat. Lestat pounces. He is looking terrible like a zombie, but he pounces. Uh, Louis gets away, closes the door, runs upstairs, but Lestat still has has these very, very zoomy powers. Oh, we forgot mm. to mention at the start. That's how uh, Louis proves that he's a vampire to Malloy, the mm. journalist, by doing his zoomy yeah. weird quick thing. It, like turns the light off and is already across the room in two yeah. seconds. But we figure Lou- Louis hasn't developed this skill no. yet because he just runs normally up the stairs and grabs Claudia along the way, whereas Lestat is immediately upstairs playing the piano really dramatically, looking like the most handsome corpsey bloody yeah. zombie you've ever seen, mm. and playing dramatically playing the piano, lecturing them and being how naughty they were and how exactly. dare they scheme. Basically and... explaining that he ate the alligator and that gave him some mm. of his strength back and then he fed on some other cretins of the swamp and that gained more of his strength back and he made his way here. And I wonder you know, how much time actually passed. Well, it you know, because they did have to, they decided to book their tickets to the old country, mm. pack up the house. So it must have been, yeah, because it was so the house was all a, packed up, so yeah. it been a few days at least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he's looking terrible, but he's managed to suck enough frog's blood, I guess, to mm. get there and uh, try and exact revenge and has and a be a family again. Yeah, <laughs> but Claudia won't have anything to do. Oh, no, is it Claudia or Louis who chucks the fire on him? Louis. Louis does. Yeah. To protect Claudia, yes, yeah. he does come after her. Which is fair enough, because she, yeah, she did kill did, him. Did some fuck shit to yeah. get him to that point. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he sets him on fire and Lestat is doing like these thrashing around on fire, like thrashing mm. up the walls on the ceiling and just having a terrible time. And they just bolt out of there, manage to get, get in their ship just in time, which means they were certainly leaving things to the last minute when they were packing up anyway. That's it. They just catch a boat, but then it's like the whole New Orleans is now on fire. And mm-hmm. like, good work. Like, you, you don't want to kill like a few, you know, a person each day because you find that immoral. But meanwhile, all of New Orleans is on exactly. fire because of the stat. And like, hmm, pot calling the kettle black a little bit there, guys. Well, the doorbell, the doorbell ringing was supposed to be the driver taking them to the boat. Ah. So that's why he went down, bounced down to answer it. Yep. So, okay. That makes sense. Um, so they were on time ah. um, originally. Okay. Fair enough. But that's, that's why they were nearly late because they had to deal with the burning exactly. stat. But we will add there another bit of vampire lore. So mm-hmm. again, in this Anne Rice's vampire culture, fire supposedly kills a vampire um, because we assume that potentially the fire either stopped Lestat or killed Lestat. We're, we're not 100% sure, but it, it definitely stopped him in his tracks at yes. least. So I guess, yeah, it must kill him only if it burns and burns and doesn't stop. Control, they can't stop uh, the fire from burning them. So if they were trapped they're in yeah. the fire, but he wasn't. So we may still yet see some more from Lestat. Mm. But we are at a point now where I think we should uh, hit a little pause mm-hmm. and make this a two-parter. Oh, excellent. I would like to know where we can find you online. Ah, definitely. So I'm on Twitter at Miss Ava Savage, and you can also find me on Instagram. Instagram at Miss Ava Savage. Lovely. As per usual, I am on Instagram, Tom Cruise Reviews. I am on Twitter, Tom Cruise Review, no S. And my website's TomCruiseReviews.com. We will continue with the rest of the story of Interview with the Vampire next week. In the meantime, we'll catch you next time. Bye.